My dear family, this is the second part of the reflection, the spirit at work in the shakeups of our lives. Let us pray. Lord, we are all shaken up one way or another. And our illusions, our expectations are shaken up. We pray, Lord, that we trust in you as you do marvelous things, especially transform us through those times. We put this reflection in your hands, Lord Jesus. You guide us. And we also consecrate this reflection to St. Joseph and our Blessed Mother, who lived their lives with Jesus in constant struggles, constant hardships, and yet they were open fully to the Holy Spirit, especially in the hardships. So we ask you, St. Joseph and Mary, to, to help all of us to live more and more with no resistance to the Holy Spirit, allowing, especially in times of trials, to be transformed in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to us from his pierced heart on the cross, where he hung as a total failure in the eyes of the world. The Holy Spirit is our closest divine companion. He is our guide, teacher, spiritual director, friend, help, light. He is the transformer. He is the one that consumes us in his fire of love, bringing forth our death in Christ crucified so that we can then be raised with Christ as a new creation. And as long as we hold on to our expectations about what constitutes our success, our being useful, even our holiness, we are blocking the Spirit. I feel that during these weeks that we prepare for Pentecost, we need at the feet of Jesus crucified to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us, to give us the self-knowledge of the many ways we're not even conscious of that we block the Holy Spirit. Let's think of our lives as a candle. Until the wick is lit, it is useless. Its true purpose has not begun. When we rekindle the gift of God that is within... 2 Timothy 1.6, we are set on fire with the Holy Spirit. He begins to consume us as a candle is consumed before the Blessed Sacrament. The Holy Spirit melts our pride, self-love, vanity, desires, plans, expectations, control, and attachments until our self has melted. We no longer live. It is Christ who then lives through us 
with us and in us. The Holy Spirit transforms us into living hosts, and the Eucharistic reign of Christ triumphs in us and through us. This is the great gift of the Holy Spirit. This is the gift we should all be praying for. Many times we focus on the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are so important, the gift of prophecy, of tongues, of healing, and on and on. Yet the greatest gift of the Holy Spirit is to bring us interiorly to die with Christ, to die, to be melted of all these things I've just mentioned so that we can truly become living host. This is the grace that God wants to give each of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to remember our shakeups, crises, trials, burnout, whatever we wish to call it, is a blessing for the Holy Spirit to melt us of all that needs to be melted. Remember this one sentence. Allow these words to be engraved in our hearts. Our shakeups, crises, trials, burnout, difficulties is a blessing, an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to transform us. And even our good intentioned use of gifts need to be consciously submitted to the Spirit because, for example, a priest may be tempted to think that his greatness is measured by his abilities as a homilist. Wow, I am drawing so many people to Jesus because I know how to persuade them through the word. Or he may be thinking that because he's a great administrator in his parish or a great counselor or a great healer and all these things that are good. But to be born again, to be a great priest, a priest must achieve the expectations not of his superiors. He's obedient, yes. But God has particular expectations for him. So we can have disordered personal expectations that are kind of camouflaged by good appearances of beautiful things for God. Yet God calls all of us to excel in a different way by humbly embracing our misery, our brokenness, by accepting humbly our limitations. Remember after Jesus did the miracle of the loaves and the people flocked to him and they asked him, what must we do? to enter the kingdom. And Jesus responds to them, to believe in the one who the Father sent. In other words, to believe in him. And to believe 
comes before doing anything. And believe means trusting because the way he may guide us might seem to be very insignificant, uh, very lowly. Uh, you know, Jesus saved the world, crucified. He could not do anything, no works, just there, hanging. So, And isn't it true, Father, that more and more it's usually during our crises and shakeups in life that we're really confronted with the truth of our misery, with our limitations, with our weakness. Um, and that is that grace of the Holy Spirit that, that really begins to reveal to us who we are and, and that misery, which is what we're called to, to be and to, to accept. And this goes, moves us right into right St. Faustina. Yes, um, she thought that she was being completely generous offering Jesus everything when she said, Oh, my Jesus, in thanksgiving for your many graces, I offer you my body and soul, my intellect and will, and all the sentiments of my heart. And this is pretty much the spirituality you know, of St. Ignatius, you know, the offering of everything to the Lord. And then she says, Through the vows, I have given myself entirely to you. I have then nothing more than I can offer you. And Jesus said to me, said St. Faustina, My daughter, you have not offered me that which is really yours. I probed deeply into myself and I found that I love God with all the faculties of my soul and unable to see what it was that I had not yet given to the Lord, I asked, Jesus, tell me what it is and I will give it to you at once with a generous heart. Jesus said to me with kindness, Daughter, give me your misery because it is your exclusive property. What does that mean? That everything else is a gift that God gave us. But the only thing that is really, truly ours is our misery. And that's the hardest to give. You know why? Because it's the hardest to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. So perhaps, yeah, that is the hardest to give to the Lord. Yet the Lord loves us as we are, not as we pretend to be with our gifts. We should know that He knows our brokenness and will make us saints through our trusting surrender. And it is usually when we're down in crises and difficulty that we learn to trust and to surrender. When we begin, when we don't have control, when we can't fix something 
or take control of something, that is when the power of the Holy Spirit, if we allow and not give resistance, brings us to greater abandonment and trust in the Lord. I think that when we think about receiving the Holy Spirit, immediately we think about the gifts. And that is not the essence of receiving the Holy Spirit, but rather it is a participation in Christ, a unity with Christ, thinking, desiring, surrendering to the Father as one with Christ. This is receiving the Holy Spirit. So it is to allow him to complete this work of redemption in us with no resistance, as the candle allows itself to be consumed by the fire. Then the gifts are given to us to serve, to, to the church. But receiving the Holy Spirit is this coming to communion, to surrender, to be crucified with Christ. So we, we heard today this word of St. Stephen, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, Acts 7.51. And this is what we need to be aware of. We are all being called this today lovingly as a way to admonish us to be open to the Holy Spirit. In 2012, the Lord taught us, gave us some beautiful words about the Holy Spirit, and I'd like to share them with you. He said, I am the light of God. The fire in the burning bush that Moses saw was the fire of the Spirit of God, the third person of the Most Holy Trinity. It is my fire of love that consumes all and draws all into union with the Father through the Son. The gaze of Jesus is my light penetrating your heart and being. The words of Jesus are my fire consuming you in love and blessing you with wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. I am the breath of the Son. That is why he breathed on his apostles my life. I am the fire of love in the sacred heart of Jesus. I am the love of the Father and the Son. I, the Holy Spirit, consumes all, transforms all into love. It is I who sets on fire every particle of your being in the love of the Father and Son. It is I consumed in the Son as one with the Father and Son who moves the Son to lay down his life for love. It is I who moves you to lay down your life as one with the Son Remain in me, 
as I desire to remain in you. Allow me like Mary to consume you. Do not give me any resistance. And here again, we ask our Blessed Mother, who allowed the Holy Spirit to consume her, that Mother, who in the most har- greatest hardships of her life, trusted totally and abandoned herself completely to the Holy Spirit. And we ask her to, to help us and to begin to reveal to us the different ways we do resist the Holy Spirit so that this Pentecost we can come in to celebrate Pentecost with hearts that are truly open, docile to the Holy Spirit. To live totally docile to the Holy Spirit with no resistance is to accept all, the good and what we perceive as bad, with complete abandonment and trust, believing in God's love for us expressed in his passion and cross. And we'll end this reflection with a message that the Lord gave us. It's in the Simple Path to Union with God, number 115, on page 310. And it's a good thing that along with this podcast, you can also find this in text, because I really think that that I need to ponder these words slowly, also reading them and bring them into our hearts so you can find it right along in the podcast, the, the text for all this that we are sharing with you. So, faith perfected. The Lord told us, Your faith is perfected in suffering and trials. Perfect faith is complete abandonment to my Father's will in all things, through your union in me. Therefore, your growth in faith is dependent on the abandonment of your will to me and also on your knowledge of my perfect love for you. The shedding of layers of attachments to your will, which is self-love, takes place as you begin to trust in my love for you. This is why suffering all your sorrows with me is so beneficial for your soul because in that process you touch the open wounds of my love for you. This perfects a soul Quickly, in abandonment and trust until you come to experience all good and what you perceive as bad as a gift of my love for you. The gift of knowing with your mind, heart, and soul that love of God only desires to make you the new creation 
you were created to be from the beginning of time, a creation in the image and likeness of God as holy sons and daughters of the Most High. This is why I came upon the earth to set you free from the bondage of sin, to make of you a new creation and draw you into the oneness of the most holy trinity, to experience holy bliss for all eternity. What greater love is there than this? We encourage you to ponder these words with the Holy Spirit because great mysteries of divine love are in them. And I, and I leave this for you to, to discover, for those that are willing to receive these words from the Lord, to ponder them with Mary slowly and to allow the Holy Spirit to live them. Part of a big part of opening our hearts to no resistance to the Holy Spirit is allowing him, like he did with Mary, to unite all our suffering to be lived not on our own, but in Christ. And the Lord promises us that persevering in this most simple life of suffering, but in Christ, seeing our sorrows in Christ, living them in Christ, produces the fruit of the Holy Spirit of transformation. And that is the great gift of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was crucified to bring us for each of us to become the new Adams and the new Eves. And we end this song, I mean, we end this reflection with a song also from Maria Hicken called Cristo Roto, Broken Christ. The lyrics are in English in your notes. And it speaks about Jesus Christ being the broken one, being the one that's rejected, betrayed, betrayed with a kiss without love, wounded, humiliated, abandoned. And then he invites us to accept our brokenness in him, and to be also those broken Christ as his friend, accompanying him in his brokenness. So with this song, we end this reflection. God bless you. Amen. Soy el Cristo roto, mutilado por el pecado. ¿Quién me quiere consolar? Todo flagelado. Desfigurado 
desatado ¿Quién me viene a acompañar? Como un mendigo Implorando compasión Soy ese amigo te dio su corazón Soy el Cristo roto Olvidado Tan despreciado ¿Quién me quiere ir a buscar? Lado. ¿Quién me pone en libertad? Muero de frío por no hallar un corazón que busque al mío. Y me abrigue con su amor Soy tu Cristo roto Rechazado Fui traicionado Con un beso sin amor Soy tu Cristo herido, humillando, abandonado. Quien repara esta traición, busco al amigo. Quien compartir mi ser y que conmigo se crucifique también mm. otro Cristo roto, otro Cristo. Roto For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified Community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.